Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Example on the price of delivering a baby. You live in Sacramento, you can expect to pay twice as much to deliver that baby here than in your hometown of New York City. I actually heard that it costs more to deliver a baby here in Sacramento than anywhere else in the entire country. Why Sacramento should be the most expensive place to have a baby, uh, there's no way to explain it. Caring for a premature baby in Northern California, for example, costs about $605,000. In Southern California, 343000 In all, he says, the average cost of inpatient care in Northern California is 70% higher than in Southern California. Wow, we happened to broadcast from Never. California, but that was a national what? national story on 60 Minutes last night, just pointing out what hospitals can do if they get motivated for profit enough. If northern Vermont and southern California had a discrepancy that large, I would find that really interesting, really notable. The fact that it's, you know, a, a little a car ride up and down I-5 is stunning to me. So, we, you know, and, and uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. You've got to hope that this is not coming to wherever you are as hospitals figure out how to uh, make more money off of, uh, well, be in hospitals, make it a for profit business. Here's a USC healthcare economist explaining how the whole thing works and how you can make it happen uh, anywhere in the country, really. They really pioneered this model of 
reducing competition to raise prices. They were the first one to do it, and the prices continually grew faster and faster than other comparable hospitals. Glenn Melnick is a healthcare economist at the University of Southern California who consulted on the lawsuit and was one of the first researchers to document Sutter's strategy of making itself indispensable. He found, for instance, that in 11 counties of Northern California, they're either the only one hospital or one of two hospitals. And some of these counties are 1,000 square miles. And there's oh. one or two hospitals in 1,000 right. square miles? That's right. So they have monopoly power in a number of these counties, right? And the prices went up. The next year, they went up even faster, and they figured out, wow, this really works. So I was about to jump in and, and quibble with you just because, you know, hospitals are absolutely allowed to make a, a profit. Oh, but of course. As we've discussed with Craig, yeah, the healthcare not, yeah. guru, who, yeah, and I know you know this, but uh, and, and reading in Stephen Brill's brilliant, if somewhat uh, thick and impenetrable book, Bitter Pill, about <laughs> America's uh, healthcare system and its flaws, the problem is that the government is involved exactly where it should be and not involved. It's involved where it shouldn't be and not involved where it should be. And it's these hospital groups building local monopolies. And, and I mean, the distortion, the price distortions, well, you just heard it. And I don't know if you've looked at real estate in Southern California or gasoline or anything else. It's really expensive. But NorCal has, what they say, 70% higher prices, almost double for hospital care, that's, that's obscene. Why did 60 Minutes focus on that as a warning for the rest of the country? That Probably because it's the most egregious example. Uh, again, it's one state. You can zoom up and down superhighways and get to and fro. But, you know, if you're in NorCal, it would never occur to you to go to Santa Monica for, you know, a knee replacement or, or to have your premature baby cared for. God, that's just terrible. And And the hospital companies, the health companies some of whom have taken very good uh, care of me lately, and I appreciate it. Some of them uh, advertise on various radio stations that we might be a part of. But having said that, um, they have exploited their political heft uh, to a point that absolutely is to the detriment of, of healthcare consumers, which is freaking everybody. So I paid twice as much for both of my kids to be born than I would anywhere else in the country. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. It's a screwing. <laughs> it's a screwing. I know one when I see one. You know, for some reason, I've had this in my head. We watched, uh, speaking of my kids, we watched an episode. We watched an episode of The Simpsons yesterday mm. and an episode of The Andy Griffith Show, which they had never oh, seen before. Oh. And I got to admit, I was like crossing my fingers in my mind thinking, please like this. Please like this. Cause, yeah. Uh, one, I like it. Two, it's always got positive messages. Wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, that's the main thing is I'd like them to watch a wholesome show and it's another show to watch. And they liked it. They both really liked it. They were disappointed when we had to turn it off because it was Barney dinner time. Fife is still a crowd pleaser. Oh. I'll tell you what. He and Andy together, one of the great comedy teams in the history of television. Under, underappreciated. Oh my yeah. God. The yep. straight man, funny man thing that they do is just hilarious. Right. Right. Um, can I put my bullet in? <laughs> the, the, the quietly wise guy and the fool, that whole thing. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad they liked that. But anyway, That's nice. That speaks to something, I don't know, eternal or enduring. Simpsons not as wholesome, but I am happy that they do find it funny. <laughs> Haven't watched The Family Guy. It was, an, it was an episode. South Park. It was the episode where Homer ends up being the, the county trash commissioner or whatever. Oh, yeah. He, he runs Steve Martin. 
uh, who is the voice of the the current county trash guy uh, out of out of town. Right, right. He, yes. Is it a special election or there's some oh, yeah, scandal? Uh, yeah. I thought, man, I wish I'd have seen that before the election because there are all kinds of great clips in there about uh, populism and you know appealing to the stupidest people out there and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was really interesting, but the line from that I thought was so funny that just stands alone is he comes in, he comes into the house and he says, good news, everybody. I just got in a fight with the trash guys and now our service is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a stand. <laughs> he yeah. gets beat up by the trash man. Oh. But politics is dumb, even in Springfield. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. But uh, some things hold up so well. I've tried to watch o- older stuff with my kids sometimes, and they just they just can't. Movies, it's, it's we've so slow paced. The pace is so much yeah. slower, which is healthy. Oh, and it's probably oh, a better thing. Oh, absolutely, it is. Right. But I know for myself because my brain is speeded up from uh, texts and this and that and short articles that it's it's harder for me to take in to do long form reading. I know that's true for me. So. Yeah, yeah. I I was watching this movie the other day. It was allegedly, it was on an airplane, really, the only time I watch movies lately. But, um, And it was allegedly really brilliant and artsy. And they would linger on the lobsterman looking out at the sea and linger and linger and linger. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. And I want to shout at the screen, stop lingering. I get it. He's he's wistful. (laughs) Or or remembering his youth or something. What happens next? (laughs) Oh, man, i got to go to a deprogramming center or something. I declare Friday night's episode of The Mandalorian the best one so far. Very strong. I thought that was the best one so far. Very strong. I tell you what, as a dad, the way he's bonded with Baby Yoda, and I know how stupid that sounds if you're not <laughs> into the show. It does sound I pretty know stupid. It's a child. I know it's a doll. I know it's like half a lizard and half a koala oh, or something boy. with magical powers. It's, it's you having a good things. time, Joe? And half I, a lizard, half a koala. And I, I know it's idiotic. But as a dad, seeing this guy develop, you know, just love for a child, it's nice. It, it, it's, it's especially nice given the decades-long assault on fatherhood in this stupid, screwed-up country. Bill Burr's got a short fuse on him in the Star Wars world, I'll tell you that. Oh, he's good. <laughs> Bill, Comedian Bill Burr has a, uh, has a semi, well, a feature role in some yeah. episodes. But and, and this is a stupid, screwed-up country. This is a wonderful, incredible country in so many ways. But, you know, we, we've all known wonderful people who've done stupid, stupid things. And the idea that fathers aren't an integral part of families is, is terrible. So people across the country are getting the vaccine shot into their arm. And if you do, we'd like to hear from you. What was the experience like? Did you wait in line or did you feel anything or does it burn like crazy? Or are you still sighted? Are you still sighted? <laughs> um, are, I haven't heard people are being blinded. Are, you two are fear mongers. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. What was that? Child's piano recital? Sandra, 
You didn't, you didn't flinch. I take it that Dr. Chester has a good touch. She has a good touch, and it didn't feel any different from taking any other vaccine. Well handled, Governor Cuomo. What a DB. Nice uh, ad lib. Sorry, are we yeah. on the air? <laughs> that was the first uh, vaccine they think going in in America was there in New York, and the governor had nothing to say, and then the nurse really saved it by saying it didn't feel any different than any other injection, which was a good thing to say. Um, I didn't Just know- one of the 98% of the population smarter than Governor Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of percentages, I didn't know this. So after the first shot, you got 82% immunity from covid yes it drops down to 52 percent between what? the first and second shot because remember what? you got to wait three weeks what so it wears off a little it goes from 82 percent down to 50 percent of course 50 percent still better than what you got now sure but then it goes back up to 95 percent when you get that second injection and then stay there they don't know how long it stays there that's why they're saying yeah you get shot number one but you still have to do the social distancing and the mask and everything for uh, at least a month but it's just a month right between well, shots? Uh, yeah, three weeks or... Three weeks? Yeah. Okay, but, but, that's but, fine. But, I've been doing it this long. But why are so many people not going to be able to get the injection yet? Well, Dr. Scott Gottlieb explained that yesterday on Face the Nation. Well, the current guidance by CDC to the two pharmacies that are going to be going into the nursing homes, Walgreens and CVS, is that they can't begin until 12-21 um, giving those vaccinations. They're going to spend this week getting the consents in place. Now, it's possible that they try to get into some nursing homes this week, but the bulk of those vaccinations right now, according to the CDC guidance to the states and the pharmacies, is they can't begin until 12-21. They'll work through getting the consents in place from the individual patients and their family members this week. Those weren't put in place in advance. Once they start, they're going to start with the skilled nursing facilities first, but it's going to take them three weeks to work through all the pharmacies. They'll get the sniffs done, the skilled nursing facilities, which are the higher security, probably in the first week. But it'll take three weeks total to get through those those nursing homes. There's about 45,000 in the country, so this is a big undertaking. What? 45 weeks? I've watched Better Call Saul. He got all those old people signed up for a class action lawsuit in like a night, a bingo. <laughs> it was like half an episode. Yeah. 45,000 old folks' homes or extended care homes? Mm. Wow, and you got to get the consent forms all filled out, and it's a very expensive, slow thing to do. Apparently, I suppose there are folks who do not have their own uh, ability to consent, whether they're they're not, uh, they have a power of attorney given to somebody else, I guess. Uh, so that'd be a little cumbersome, but you'd think they could go in there, sign here, sign you here, date think it, so. zap. You would think so. Yeah. Sure, hands. Anybody against this? Let's go with that. If there's anybody who doesn't want it, okay, good. Right, line up. But we're a litigious society. Yeah, yeah that's troubling, especially the oldsters who are vulnerable to the vid. The Chinese bat fever. Uh, but, you know, I, and I hate to turn this about politics because we're all politicked out. At least most of us are. The Biden administration that has been saying such idiotic things, the incoming uh, administration during the transition about uh, they don't have a plan to get it from the factory into people's arms. <laughs> if, they, if they do, I haven't seen it. That yeah, was the they, most maddening thing that has happened out of this whole thing. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind cable news people, talk radio hosts, opinion journalists. I don't even mind people in his administration that aren't him. Right. But Joe Biden himself saying, I haven't seen any plan of how they're getting it from the box to into somebody's arm was just a stupid freaking thing to say. Yeah, it was. It has to be a little uh, frustrating that they are going, this program is going to be well underway on inauguration day and its success, its genius, its energy 
will be on display for the nation. Actually, for the world to see. Well, and come on, uh, President-elect Biden. This four-star general, they put in charge of this thing. The logistics are his specialty. He didn't think about the whole, oh, God, get him from the box into their arm. Hadn't even considered that. Right. What a oh, moronic yeah. thing for Biden to say. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, did you hear about the new Hunter Biden email that's out? I don't know this. It's the mundane. Any detective can tell you this, Jack, or somebody who's read a novel or two. It's often the mundane details that bust people. Sometimes it's accountants. I remember the CIA was recruiting on campus back when I was a college boy. Uh, Gladys, it was the 80s, Jack. Mullets were popular. <laughs> Skinny ties, if you can imagine that. Day glow colors. Wake me up before you go go. <laughs> and the CIA was recruiting on on campus, and I thought, wait a minute, I'm uh, I'm poli sci pre law. I'm studying international relations. The rest of it, I wonder. And uh, I, I went and I got a little information. They wanted accountants. Period. Accounting majors. That's it. That's how you get. That's how criminal enterprises and. And uh, terrorist networks are brought down. Anyway, having said that, um, there sure is... watch Ozark if we're going to keep re- referencing shows. Oh yeah, it's all yeah. about the the accounting, right? And the ac- occasional beheading. But anyway, um, <laughs> occasional eye gouging. Well, and, and oh, <laughs> there's an eye gouged now and again. Barbaric. Let's not get hung up on it. Um, but uh, oh, that's right. So the new email Hunter is requesting keys to the office that he is sharing with the Chinese energy company and the joint financial venture with the Chinese company. And he said, I need keys for the office mates, including myself, uh, the Chinese mogul who's since been jailed, uh, James Biden, Joe Biden, and I think it's one other person. Just laying it out there. We're all office mates in this. We're all going to need keys. Now, is that proof of something? No, no. But it is absolutely a, a nice little stone in the wall of evidence. So that story is far from over. Mm. And we'll be moving forward with uh, Joe Biden's Justice Department. Mm, it might. Uh, Bill Barr is working on ways to make it more bulletproof than that. That it doesn't depend on the whim of old Joe. Um, but nothing would shock me. If Joe were to get inaugurated and say, you know that investigation into my son, Hunter, he's guilty, but I've ended it. (laughs) I mean, it could happen. That's when I take to the streets. All right. No, I won't. I'll take to the airwaves, though, by golly, and we'll tell you about it. Oh, you know what? Speaking of taking to the airwaves and being right, sometimes being wrong, I need to apologize. I have spoken in... In s- <laughs> it would take all day for me to apologize to you, so pipe down! I need to apologize. I have spoken in dismissive terms of something that sounds conspiracy theory-ish. Okay. I, I stand corrected. All right. And have will- you considered being good at your jobs? <sighs> Please. Um, and, and, and I'll share that with you in a couple of minutes. Also, uh, an update on bums and junkies and the incredibly wasteful programs that are being tried to house the the quote-unquote homeless, some of which need our help, and I am more than happy to help them. Some of them just like being bums and junkies, and I don't want them to have a dime from me. Hey, if you get jabbed with the vaccine, give us a text, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Just saw the headline, Man Hops Fence at Las Vegas Airport, Runs on Tarmac and Jumps on the Wing of a Plane. What? I've had had weekends like that in Vegas. (laughs) It's important to have goals in life. I gotta get out of here now, I've thought. (laughs) As a guy who's in the grunting to get out of my car stage of life, I couldn't do any of those things. <laughs> I couldn't climb the fence. I couldn't run across the tarmac. I sure as hell couldn't jump on the wing of the plane unless it was lying on its belly tipped. 
Somebody who's a bigger fan of The Simpsons even than me remembered a line from that episode I mentioned where Homer runs for office, and he's up on stage in front of the crowd as the populist, and he says, Cats are crapping in our homes, and we're cleaning it up. That's not America. That's not even Mexico. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, God. Wow. Um, also, we brought you the story last week of... um. Pornhub, which is is the it is is it the biggest porn website in, in the world? If or? it's not, it might as well be. I think it was portrayed as that in the New York Times, but I don't know. Anyway, porn uh, addicts tell me it's enormous. They're among the biggest multi 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 billion dollar business. Well, turns out they had all kinds of awful videos on there, unspeakable uh, child stuff, rape stuff, terrible stuff. Turns out they've taken down half of their videos. Half of their videos have been deleted Whoa. from the website. Yeah, they purged all unverified content from the platform. So everything okay. that's user uploaded, they just removed. Yeah. They are a platform. They're like Facebook, mm-hmm. honestly, in that you can post to them and they get a share of advertising, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, from the reading I've done, they have what Sean's describing user posted stuff and then, you know, various corporate porn outfits that are not going to traffic in the horrific stuff because they'd be brought down. Um, if wow. you missed the story last week, Visa and MasterCard, which accounts for like nine out of ten people with a credit card in America, said we're not going to let you spend money on that website anymore. Mm. And that's a, like I said, multi multi billion dollar operation. Got their attention, mm-hmm. you know. And and to harken back, you remember old Pete Townsend of the Who, legendary musician, uh, briefly got busted for child porn, but then it turned out. He was at the forefront of the you have to attack this through the credit cards movement. And he was completely exonerated by the British authorities. But, yeah, that was the way he was trying to attack it um, in Great Britain. So it's good It's good to see. It's horrifying that it went on till last oh week. Oh, my god! I mean, I read the stuff in the New York Times, and I, I have been around the globe and, and around the block. And the stuff I read sickened me. Yeah. Ugh. Pretty horrifying. Yeah, but that there's that much of a market for it is so horrifying. Those of you who spent time and energy getting that going, having the credit companies, uh, credit card companies crack down like that, uh, God bless you for your work. You you are a hero. Good for you. That's terrific. You know, one of these days, I gotta I gotta find a cause like that. I mean, obviously, we have our causes here, and we advocate for them as you know skillfully as we can. And sometimes I think we do some good, but. Um, those people did God's work on Earth. They really did. Now, there's much more to be done, but estimating around six million videos were were removed. Now, not all of them were sickening stuff. No, but they were unverified and unverifiable. So, and and they pointed out in the New York Times article, it's it's fairly difficult to tell who's a 15 year old and who's an 18 year old. Especially if the 18-year-old is intentionally looking young, young or the 15-year, et cetera, et cetera. But it's mm. sickening. Sickening. Michael, we need transition music. And then the auga horn, please. <laughs> Some shows set this stuff up in advance. That's cheating. <laughs> it is cheating. You get extra points for doing it on the fly. Right? Sing along if you know the words. If you don't know the words, you just learn them. Actually, it'd be funny to do a karaoke of this song. All right, Michael, you got the Ooga horn for me? We have a climate emergency. 
emergency. A climate emergency. Battle stations. Battle stations. The head of the U.N. All right, that's enough. You're giving me a headache. <laughs> the U.N. Secretary General has called on all countries to declare a climate emergency. Climate emergency or face catastrophic results. Dozens of world leaders spoke at the Virtual Climate Ambition Summit on Saturday. I was invited. Uh, from the nation's nations, uh, smallest nations worst hit by climate change to the world's biggest polluters, et cetera, et cetera, and everybody made vows. Hmm. Can't um, figure out why I can't get worked up about this. Uh, I, I'm just, just interested don't. in it. Uh, early on, I became so disappointed and deluded. Not deluded. Uh, de- well, anyway. Uh, Maybe it's just simply because I'm cold a lot. I was hit. <laughs> now, that is fascinating. I was I was struck by how much misinformation there was flying around by passionate, wild-eyed advocates from the beginning of the discussion. Um, I also was that generation of little kids that saw Time Magazine show up on the doorstep in 1977 or 78 uh, that said, Global Ice Age will soon encompass the Earth. And we were all terrified. <laughs> we thought it was never going to be warm again. Uh, anyway... Uh, U.N. Uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres, I should have made up a name to see if you'd catch me. I wouldn't have. Probably not. Not not since it was Boutros Boutros Gali, who had an easy name to remember. But anyway, the guy's name was Antonio Guterres, apparently now. He warned leaders that the world was heading for a catastrophic uh, something or other of warming as he urged them to declare a state of climate emergency in their countries until they became carbon neutral. A Bojo, of all people, who co-hosted the event, said, and I quote, I'm sure this clip is available somewhere, but we're not doing this because we are hair-shirt-wearing, tree-hugging, mung-bean-munching eco-freaks. Although what? I've got nothing against any of those categories. Mung beans are probably delicious. We're doing it because we know that scientific advances will allow us collectively as humanity to save our planet and create millions of high-skilled jobs as we recover from COVID. I'm not saying this is fake. All I'm saying is, anytime you hear blah, 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 emergency, or blah, 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 crisis, immediately throw up your, okay, what are they asking for? Screen. Got your COVID crisis. You got your climate emergency. The 08 uh, crash. Economic catastrophe, you need to grant a special powers. It's always something. So I imagine with the old man Biden coming into office, uh, we'll be hearing about shovel-ready jobs again and Mm. Solyndra and the rest of it, which brings us at some point to, and I could do this next if you wanted, another one of those green subsidy Obama-era giant projects. I saw that. Has just gone teats up. Taxpayers are out $510 million. Ah, don't worry about it. It's all the taxes you've paid in your entire life forever. Well, uh, gone. Gonzo. Thanks for taking my money. Down a corporate sinkhole. But they were well connected, and they, it was an emergency. And they said, well, it's green. Yeah, it's green. So that's how they get you. Some of those details to come. We talked earlier about... Oh, I didn't do my apology. Oh, no, you have not. This is on good authority. In fact, Laura Logan was tweeting about it. Friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, though we haven't heard from her lately, Laura Logan. (laughs) Friend, maybe when she lost her 60 Minutes gig and needed a little help, and now she forgets her names. Laura Logan. Wow. Never forget. Anyway, um, 
Bill Gates, in a TED Talk that was published, widely distributed, talking about vaccinations and how important they are around the world, and particularly during pandemics, you'll need to know who's vaccinated and who's not. He talked about, and I quote, this is from uh, MIT, to create an on-patient decentralized medical record. The researchers developed a new type of copper-based quantum dots, which emit light in the near-infrared spectrum. The dots are only about four nanometers in diameter, et cetera, et cetera. Details about the construction, et cetera. Um, it is essentially a tiny microscopic chip under your skin to show that you've been vaccinated. So Bill Gates has talked about microchipping everybody on Earth uh, for their vaccination status. And the chip would only do what? Uh, bring you to your knees in pain if you disobey, uh, disobey the one world government. Well, I under- Make suggestions for your behavior. I, under- <laughs> I understand the concern is that right. if they're putting a chip in you, you don't necessarily know what it's all about. It, but it he would, claims it only would do... It would purely be a medical record that showed you were vaccinated against SARS or COVID or I love the Ebola idea that, or whatever. I would sign up for that. If, if, if I could like oh my never... God, it's the mark of the beast. If I could never need not. an ID or a password for anything and all my medical information is in a chip, I'd chip me now. And the government would occasionally bring you crying to your knees through administering the pain rays. You'd be fine with that, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You'd have made a fine Nazi. Wow. So some people think, wow, that's a great uh, technology. What a wonderful idea. And others think, oh, my God, the, the government is going to chip us with the help of Bill Gates. Uh, some of you, I think, are prone to fever dreams of paranoia. But uh, I stand corrected. I hadn't realized he had indeed proposed that sort of thing. There you go. You mean I don't have to fill out all those forms? Oh, no, you still have to do that. When I get to the doctor's <laughs> office, that I know you have this information because I filled it out three days ago. And you prescribe the effing medicine that I'm writing on this list. You know better than I do. You're the one that prescribed it. You know how to spell it and when I started and when I quit and how much I take. Right. You're the one who told me. <laughs> and three times in a row, are you still taking this? No, I took that for a week, like in 1994. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. How do you get something off the list if you ever took it? Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that actually was proposed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we're, we're uh, manly enough or honest enough or womanly enough uh, to, to admit when, uh, yeah, we, we were wrong. I was wrong. Do you want to take a look at the latest polling? On how many people believe the election was stolen, broken down by everyone, Democrats, Republicans, independents, and Trump voters specifically? I really don't. Okay. Then we will not. <laughs> I find it interesting. We are doing business in a time where a lot of people, including folks who are very uh, big fans of the show, are so impassioned. It's easy to anger your customers. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly want to anger our customers. Um, I will tell you that the I believe the truth is not way out where a lot of people think it is. Does everybody who answer a certain way actually believe that, or is it a gesture of some sort? That is such a great question and a great angle to this stuff. It's a little poly sci four hundred level, but uh, yeah, it's performative as you said. I'm not telling the pollster this because I believe it. I'm telling them because I want to make it clear I'm in this camp, right. It makes it tough to figure out where America is. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say. 
Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Going into arms today, it finally has begun. The last mile problem, this is quite the logistical miracle. Well, the last mile problem is really the complexity here. People talk about the cold chain, but the logistics in this country are very good. Pfizer, which I'm on the board of, is shipping in a box that can keep these vaccines properly stored for up to 10 days and can be refilled with with dry ice and kept even longer. You can keep it up to 30 days by refilling with dry ice. The issue is the last mile, um, dealing with trying to get into the community to get these vaccines distributed. And initially, they're going to be distributing to hospitals for healthcare workers and nursing homes. So that's a little bit of an easier challenge. You know where those institutions are. You can get to those individuals. Once they go into the community and start trying to vaccinate, for example, elderly individuals who might not be able to leave their home, they're going to have a challenge getting into those parts Mm -hmm. of the country, especially in in disadvantaged communities. If you look at what's happening with the antibody drugs right now, some states aren't distributing those very evenly. I'm told some states really aren't making use of them. They haven't distributed their available supply because they've had challenges getting those systems up and running. I think that's a, a, a concerning harbinger for the challenges they're going to face with the vaccine in that last mile challenge. Huh. I hadn't even thought okay. about that. But obviously that's uh, that's true. Yeah, for some reason I expected that the infrastructure was there to do that more effectively. But Well, lots of people are texting because earlier that's Dr. Scott Gottlieb who used to run the FDA. And he's he's pretty good. I like his uh, his stuff, but he seems sane at least. Yeah, yeah. he was he was telling us Reasonable. earlier about how one thing that's going to slow things down is getting the consent forms signed by signed by all the oldsters in these uh, long term facilities, and it's going to take till the twenty first to get the forms signed. A whole bunch of people have texted. Why didn't they get the consent forms signed already? Why couldn't they send the consent forms out before, long before the vaccine was? Wow, out? they manufactured the thing before it was tested fully. And it didn't occur to anybody to have the forms signed. Yeah, okay. What sort of ridiculous layer of legal mumbo-jumbo stopped that from happening? I'll bet there is a layer. Yeah, I'll but bet there is, too. It didn't have final approval, blah, blah, blah. Can't consent to the thing that we don't yet know what it is yet. Right, we yeah, don't know exactly. precisely right. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as usual, it is America's... Uh, you know, drowning in litigation that is screwing the people. We are the best country on earth in all kinds of different ways. We are not in that way. We, oh, no. we, we, we are, we, that slows us down. That damages us in so many ways. We're, we got a thing we're doing at work that, that, that speaks to that. It's a waste of time, but there, there's so much liability and so easy to sue people. That is a drag on the United States. We're yeah. terrible at that. Yeah, and every meaningful effort at tort reform gets crushed by the lawyers' associations. It's uh, it's something. Yeah. Another green subsidy bust. Move over, Solyndra. Another green boondoggle from the Obama era has failed. Shovel-ready jobs. Yeah, green jobs. We were just hearing the, uh, the head of the U.N. is telling us, oh, yeah, yeah, we got a, a global climate crisis. Uh, we got to totally change everything, and there will be a lot of green jobs. Remember when Barack Obama jokingly said, well, they weren't quite as shovel-ready as I had been led to believe? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the tune of billions of dollars they got signed off on. <laughs> that was so funny. 
Late last week, Judge Karen Owens approved a Chapter 11 reorganization of Tonopah Solar Energy. They operated the Crescent Dunes Solar Plant in Nevada that received $737 million in guaranteed loans from the Obama administration. Meaning they borrowed it, but if they defaulted, the taxpayers would pay. The plan included a settlement with the Department of Energy that leaves taxpayers liable for as much as $235 million in outstanding debt. But the total cost to you is even higher. Crescent Dunes also received an investment tax credit, and the 2009 stimulus legislation allowed it to receive a cash payment in lieu of credit. So it's a tax credit, but it's a check. In 2017, the plant received more than $275 million from the Treasury under the Section 1603 program, which was the Obama-era program, but in 2017, admittedly, it was under Trump. So taxpayers already gave Crescent Dunes cash to pay off its taxpayer-backed loans. So we paid for everything they did. But then it turned out, and listen... I'm not a physicist. I didn't know this. The sun doesn't deliver power when it's cloudy or dark. And Crescent Dunes promised to solve this problem by using molten salt to retain the heat from the sun and produce steam. So it would generate power 24-7. Um, and they, But they couldn't get financing, so Uncle Sam uh, rushed in. Turns out, long story short, because we're running out of time, it hasn't produced as much energy in his lifetime as it said it would produce every year. And the hot tank, hot salt tanks suffered what they called a catastrophic failure that's left the plant inoperable. Inoperable, in, in other words, it's gone completely under. Hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer money. <laughs> Declare an emergency. Declare a solution. Route zillions of taxpayer dollars toward that solution laugh at anybody who's skeptical or or call them a climate denier and make sure it's your cronies if it's not even like your brother who gets the gigantic contract diane feinstein could tell you all about that she and her old man are super good at that hey we got this text is it true they're using murder hornets to inject the vaccine i don't think that's true Send a link. Cite your source, sir. It would be a, only in Indiana, Ohio, and I believe Florida. It would be cool if you could tie in two of the big stories of 2020 and make them. Only if Joe Exotic was using murder hornets to give the vaccine could you tie all the stories better together. What they do is they fill the murder hornets with the vaccine, then just send them out swarms of them. Oh, that's a great idea. There's your last mile problem, Jack. (laughs) This problem is you're not thinking out of the box. It's not precise, but it scales really well. The box of sanity. Old people, open your windows. (laughs) Sleep with your windows open so the murder hornets can come in at night. They're vaccination hornets now. (laughs) They've reformed. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. 
If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.